You're listening to a presentation of The Rising. We're a real church for real people where you can belong before you believe. We're always honored to hear how God is working in your life through this ministry. If you have a story you'd like to share with us, hit us up at wearetherising.com or on Facebook or Instagram. Finally, if you'd like to invest in what God's doing through this church, you can always give online through our site. Thanks again for tuning in and get ready. Lean forward with an expectant attitude to hear a message from God's Word. Well, hey, Gina. Irene brought back the hydrangeas just for you. <laughs> you know, our, uh, our family is set to go to Disney World this October. And uh, right now Disney World is closed, but they'll be reopening with a lot of regulations. Uh, and we might, we might end up postponing our, our trip to next year. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but we've been anticipating this trip for a couple of years now. And uh, my wife, Irene, and I, we've been talking about this idea for a while because uh, we want our kids to experience the magic of Disney. So we, we finally set a date. We made the deposit, and it's happening uh, either this year or next year. We'll see. And, and if you've ever been on a trip, right, a, a vacation or a family trip, then you know uh, the excitement that goes into planning and preparing for the trip, the, the anticipation, the expectancy you have leading up to it, right? Uh, and it, the, the same is true for planning for a wedding or, or going off to college or graduating from college or starting a new job or a, a movie release or moving into your first house. We, we, we say things when we're looking forward to something, we say things like, I, I can't wait for, voca- for vacation, right? I, I can't wait to move. I can't wait to graduate. There's this excitement, this expectancy, anticipation that rises up in us. Why? Because we know that something great is going to happen. We're going to finally get to relax by a pool in a tropical paradise. We're going to get to move into our own space that's new and exciting. We're going to celebrate the years of hard work in school and the transition to a career and life after school. See, we're excited, we're expectant and anticipatory because we know that something great is going to happen. And it's different from the mundane drudgery of existence we often experience in our day-to-day life, isn't it? I mean, come on. Are you still as excited and expectant about your job now that you've been there for two years? Like, like are you still excited? Like, like when, you were, when you first got the offer and you were approaching your first day at the company, is the excitement still there? No. Is the anticipation uh, you felt in moving Still active now that you've lived in the house for five years? No, it's probably faded. What about the excitement that you had leading up to your wedding day, right? Do you still wake up every day with that same excitement to be married to the love of your life? I hope so. <laughs> but, but if not, don't answer that out loud, especially if you're sitting with your spouse, okay? Don't, don't answer that. You just look at it, honey, honey, I don't know what he's talking about. I, uh, I wake up bursting with excitement every day to be married to your lovely self. You say that. But the, the point is this. We most often default to existing, right? This is our default, existing, coasting, and failing to see the extraordinary in the ordinary. Uh, okay. I won't, I won't put that on you. I, I'll own that. There are times in my life where I simply exist and maintain. And there are seasons in life uh, where maybe, maybe this has to be the case, right? This COVID season has felt like that for me at times. But, but what if we could live in such a way 
where the excitement, the expectancy, the anticipation we have in planning for a vacation or a wedding or a graduation was something that permeated through the entirety of our lives all the time toward everything. And all it took was a small shift in our perspective. I've been coming to you from our dining room table throughout this series that we've been in called the Me I Want to Be. And, and we've been filming these messages here uh, because I, I, I want it to feel like we're sitting together for a meal. And, and if we could do that, then these are the things that I'd share with you over breakfast, right? What, what we've discovered throughout this series uh, is this truth that there's this me that I see and then there's the me that I want to be, right? Um, and there's this gap in between that exists between who I am and who I want to be. And, and, and throughout this series, we've been on this journey toward becoming the kind of people who are authentic. We, we've said we are authentic. We've been on this journey to be the kind of people who believe the best. We, we've been on this journey to be known for what we're for and not what we're against. We want to be the kind of people who give honor. And, and today, I want to help us run after being the kind of people who have expectant attitudes. By the way, these are the guiding values for our church, and not just our church as an organization, but there are values um, for the people who make up this church. See, we the people who make up the church embrace and seek to live out these values because we know that when we do, we'll become the kind of people we want to be. See, I want to be a person who has an expectant attitude. And an attitude of expectancy is an attitude full of possibilities of what could be. It's an attitude of excitement and joy and positivity. It's an attitude of humility and learning and being grateful. It's an attitude that believes that no matter what, the best is yet to come. You know, someone asked me recently uh, why I say that. Why we say that in our church, the best is yet to come. Here's, here's how I know this promise from the scriptures. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So even though things may suck right now, I mean, this past week was rough for me. This is a season that's tough for me. What, what we're in right now, these past several months and weeks, but, but, but even though things may not be going well or, or, or to plan or things may be falling apart around you, what, what you can know and be confident of is that in the long game, down the road, the best is yet to come because God works all things. Not, not, not some things, not a few things, not most things, not everything, but this thing, but all things, all things, all things. God works all things for good. And good, good doesn't mean easy, right? Good doesn't mean according to your plan, but good means what's best in God's plan, and God's plan is perfect. So we can know that the best is yet to come because being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. See, if you're not dead, God's not done. And if we were gathered together in the same location for church, I'd have you finish that for me. I'd say, if you're not dead, come on, you finish it. God's not done. Right, that's what you would say. So if you're not dead, are you shouting into your living room? If you're not dead, 
yeah, if you're not dead, God's not done. And then we'd go back and forth for a bit and, you, and you'd get pumped up and you'd get excited believing the power in that statement. But it just doesn't seem to have the same effect with me here and you there in your pajamas in your living room, does it? I mean, you're not dead. God's not done. Do you feel the power? And you may look around right now at your situation and you say, well, it, it, it looks like I'm done. I mean, the house is a mess. I'm in my pajamas. The kids are crazy. It, it looks like I'm done. <laughs> and you may even feel done. Come on. I, I, I need this word just as much as you do. But God is not done. You may feel done, it may look done, but God's not done. God's not done. God is not done. And I know you want to sit down. I know you want to tap out. I know you want to give up because of the whole weight of the circumstance and the quickness and constantness of change and life has been interrupted and you feel upended, unmotivated, stressed, and overwhelmed. But come on, remind yourself this one more time. If you're not dead, you say it. God's not done. I hope you said it. It's so true. But, but even though it doesn't sound powerful right now, with an empty response, God's, you're not dead, God's not. Even though it may not sound powerful right now in an empty response in you in your living room, me here, the, the, the truth of the statement is no less powerful. God hasn't brought you this far to leave you. God hasn't gotten you here to abandon you. And since that's the case, what I can know is that no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what's collapsing around me, I can be confident that God doesn't start things He doesn't intend to finish. I can know that the God who began a good work in me will carry it on to completion. It may not look like I want it to look. It may not be the same outcome I anticipated. But what I do know is that God will carry that good work out until it's finalized, which is ultimately what will be best for me. So I know no matter what, the best is yet to come. And living, living with an expectant attitude is living a life with this mindset uh, as the driving force for us. See, when I have an attitude of expectancy, I can see good, I can learn, I can grow, I can benefit, I can gain from most anything. See, th there's no reason for us to not be people of expectancy. I mean, the scriptures are filled with reminders to live anticipatory lives. Look, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Did you, did you see that? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. See, I woke up today. No matter what's going on in the world and in my life and no matter the situation or what this person says about me or that person did to me or the bills that I'm facing and the problems mounting against me, I woke up and some people didn't. You woke up, and some people didn't. They planned to, but they didn't. That means that I've been given the gift of this day. You've been given the gift of this day. Do you see it as a gift? It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. You, 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 know, you know the excitement and the anticipation you have when it's leading up to your birthday or Christmas and you're going to be given gifts? You know how you feel I'm about to get some gifts and open them up? Every day you wake up, every day I wake up, we've been given a gift. And the psalm writer determines what his attitude will be with the gift that he's been given. 
He says, I'm going to rejoice. And he invites us to do the same. He says, we will rejoice and be glad in it. You see, the choice is to rejoice. And that's, that's what it is. It's a choice. It's you and I. Every day when we wake up, we make the choice to rejoice and be glad in the day, even if it's a Monday. Even if it's a recurring, seemingly never-ending COVID day, we make the choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because it's a gift. And I have an expectant attitude that today God will work whatever for my good. It may be a hard day. It may be a tough day. It may be a difficult day, but it was a gift. And I'm going to gain something from it. That's the idea of having an expectant attitude. See, the, the, the idea of having an expectant attitude is exploding throughout the scriptures. I mean, when Jesus invites his disciples to follow him, he, he's inviting them on this adventure, this journey of discovery. And, and, and that's the same thing that he invites us into as well. An adventure of discovery and growth and change. Not some boring belief system or religious interaction. He invites us to venture with him on an adventure with an attitude of expectancy. This is why he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You know, people who are full aren't excited about eating. People who are full aren't looking forward to eating. Only those who are starving have an expectant attitude of eating. I can't wait to eat. <laughs> but if we're going to hunger and thirst for righteousness, we have to stay hungry. I, I wonder if some of us have become so full, we're not hungry anymore. We got to stay hungry. So how do we stay hungry? Here's, here, here's how we stay hungry. Here we go. We have to exercise. See, when I exercise... I expend energy and I get hungry because I need food to fuel my exercise. And so if we're going to hunger and thirst for righteousness, don't get caught up on actual physical exercise and actual physical eating. If we're going to hunger and thirst for righteousness, we have to exercise the righteousness we're receiving. We got to put that righteousness into practice. I'll just, I'll just talk about Christianity and church. See, the people who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, having an expectant attitude, who can't wait for the online broadcast to start, who make the Sunday gathering a priority in their lives, are the ones who are putting into practice what they're receiving. And I'm not talking about the ones who, who show up out of obligation or routine. I hope that you're not one of those people, but you might be. I'm talking about the people, and, and I hope you're one of these people, but, but if not, hopefully we can shift that today, who, who tune in, who show up, eager and excited because I've been practicing this faith all week and I need some more of what you've got to give me, right? It's when we show up eager, excited, expectant because I got what you gave me last week. I've practiced it this week. I'm, I'm drained now. I need to get filled up again. See, last week uh, we preached on honor. And, and, and it's the people who say, okay, last week you preached on honor and I took that word and I applied it and I've been exercising honor and I'm hungry for more. Two weeks ago, you preached on being for, not against. And that whole week I analyzed areas of my life to see how I needed to trade in being against for being for. So I've been exercising my faith and I'm hungry for more. They show up eager, expectant, ready. I need 
the word today. See, we stay hungry by exercising. I hope you show up to the online broadcast. I hope you show up to a gathering on Sunday morning, not out of obligation, not out of duty, not out of a have to, but out of eagerness, anticipation, excitement, and great expectancy because you've been exercising what God's been giving you. So that's how we stay hungry. We stay hungry by sharing what we have. See, I can't keep all the good just for me, but I have to share it with others to the point where I'm sacrificing to bless others and help others. See, I, I stay hungry by pouring myself out for others, which means I need to also fill myself up so that I have something to pour out later. You with me? S specifically, in, in regards to being hungry and thirsty for righteousness, um, it means doing the right thing, living the right way. Then if I'm gonna do that, I need to pour myself out uh, by serving others, living right. But, but as I'm pouring myself out, it means I also need to pour into me, right? I need, I need, because if I'm pouring myself out and I'm not pouring anything back into me, I'm gonna get drained, right? So I need to pour into my life by reading God's word, which has been so easily accessible to all of us. And look, if you need help reading the Bible or aren't sure where to start, then you can download the YouVersion Bible app that we use and, and, and we put Bible studies on there and we put notes there to help you follow along with the message. So if you need help reading the Bible, man, download the YouVersion app and follow along there because Sunday morning and the online broadcast can't be the only thing you're doing to pour into yourself. If so, you'll be drained and you won't live expectant. And so, so, so we, we fill ourselves with, with God's word, but also if I'm pouring myself out, it means I have to stay filled up by praying. It means I gotta stay up, stay filled up by practicing the habits of Sabbath, by taking a day of rest, by, by setting healthy boundaries. Because if I'm constantly pouring myself out, but I'm not filling myself up, then I'll get drained. So I gotta, I gotta share what I have with others to the point where it's beyond myself, living beyond myself, but as I'm doing that, I stay hungry and thirsty, so I have to fill myself up. So um, uh, this is how we, we, we fill ourselves back up. But, but here's what I found. I grow and learn and develop most when I share what I have with others by pouring myself out to serve others. And, you know, this is a really uh, interesting and unique time for our church because I'm looking uh, not at how, how do we go back to normal as a church, but how do we evolve and improve in reaching people for Jesus? And, and, and I'm convinced that our model moving forward has got to look different than the model that we've had in the past. And I'm discovering more now than, than ever before that the only way we will upgrade in our outreach is when all of us come together and decide to share what we have. Two, two quick ways that, that you can do that now is this. You can share this message on social media. It's as simple as tapping share. The, the second way is to serve. See, I, I know life is, is a whirlwind for most of us and many of us have maxed out emotionally, mentally, and even physically. But what helps us center uh, in the midst of this chaos is the constant of our mission to see people raised 
to life in Christ? Why am I here? Why am I a part of this church? Why do I show up to the online broadcast? Why will I show up next week to the live in-person worship experience that's happening outside at Maker's Craft at 10 a.m.? Make sure you're there. It's going to be great and bring some people. We'll be socially distant. It's going to be fun. But why, 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 why am I even part of a church? Why am I part of this church? Here's why. Because of our mission to see people raised to life in Christ, we come back to this constant. We center ourselves in that, and that drives us to do the things we do. And the most effective way that we do that to see people raised to life in Christ is by sharing our gifts, abilities, time, and talent to serve others through the local church. And so if you're not currently serving in, in some capacity, uh, I, I'm sorry if, if we dropped the ball in plugging you in. We're figuring out new ways to operate in this new time. But, but if you aren't currently serving, I want to invite you right now to go to our site and sign up for a spot, especially as we gear up to meet, meet up in person next week. So we, we share. We share what we have with others. We pour ourselves out and live beyond ourselves. Now, I want to share uh, just some quick, unedited, limited context, practical ways uh, for you to make this mindset of expectancy something real and lasting in your life. And it's going to require work. It's going to require intentionality, as all great things in life do. But if you work this, if you live this, I believe you'll see tremendous growth in your relationships, spirituality, in your workplace, in everything that you do, and you'll wake up making the choice to rejoice. So, so here we go. Quick, unedited, um, no context points right here. First, if we're going to live with expectant attitudes, we have to live from the posture of humility. And what that means is that we never become so expert that we can't learn. We never become so expert that we can't learn. We have to live as learners and be willing to learn from anyone. Right? This means in your interactions with people, you'll show up expectant, ready to learn and ready to listen. Here's another one. Um, if we're going to have expectant attitudes, you got to remember everyone carries a reward with them. This goes back to last week's message on honor. Everyone carries various experience, expertise, education on things. And when you interact with them, when you give them honor, having an expectant attitude, you're able to receive the reward they carry. So celebrate and be excited about the people who come your way. And then here, here, here's another one. Lead with a yes. Lead with a yes. This is all about seeing what could be. Right? This is about examining the possibilities. This is about seeing things, not as problems, but, but opportunities for progress, greatness, and growth. So don't start with a no. Don't start with all the problems and the logistics, and the, but lead with a yes and see what could be. And then finally, just remember God. If you want to have an expectant attitude, if you're going to be the kind of person who lives with an expectant attitude, just remember God. God. I mean, remember who God really is. Remember who you say you believe in. Remember that if you're a Christian, you have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living in you. Remember that you have access to the God of all creation. Remember that you follow the one who called himself the servant of all. And if your goal is to be more like him, then that means you serve others. Remember the truth that if God is for you, who can stand against you? Remember 
that you are made in his image and he calls you by name. Remember that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ever ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Remember that God has a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Remember that the love God has has, has been lavished on you, the grace he's poured out on you, the forgiveness he's given you. And because of that, you share the same love, you share the same grace and forgiveness to other people. All you got to do is just remember, 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 remember that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion and that God works all things, all things, all things together for the good of those who love him. If you'll just remember God, it'll be a reminder to live a life framed with an expectant attitude full of joy excitement, hope, anticipation, because we know the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Thanks so much for listening. We pray God inspires, challenges, and motivates you to become greater through what you've just heard. Again, be sure to check us out at wearetherising.com. Remember, your best days are still ahead.